Welcome to the Poetry is a Destiny Podcast. <laughs> hello, 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 everyone. It is Monday, March 9th. I'm Shay Steele, aka Poetry is a Destiny on Instagram. How was your Monday? Do we still hate Mondays, first off? Do we still hate Mondays or do we like Mondays now? Because honestly, my Monday was not that bad. It was pretty much an average Monday at work. And actually, I just got off work, just got off work, just got home. And I was like, you know what? Let me do this podcast episode before I do anything else, because you guys deserve it. You guys actually went out and listened to episode one. I've gotten so much feedback and I was like, you know what? I cannot just delete Saturday's episode and then not give you guys something until next Saturday. I was like, Monday's going to be the day and Monday I'm going to give it to you and I'm giving it to you right now. So hopefully I can just do this whole episode without any breaks, any interruptions, any mess ups, but it's Shay. So there's bound to be breaks, interruptions, and mess ups. So bear with me and let's get it cracking. So, first off, let's all send our thoughts and prayers to the city of Nashville. Last week, Nashville City experienced a tornado, and it was in the North Nashville area, and it also affected a few other surrounding areas. My alma mater, Fisk University, was in the area in which the tornado did the most damage. Um, Fortunately, my school was not, you know, damaged. Um, which is Fisk University, which is in the North Nashville area. Like I said, it wasn't damaged, but there were still students on campus at the time. So thoughts and prayers to the city of Nashville. Um, Let's see. And if you want to help, let me know and I'll connect you with somebody in Nashville who's on the scene, who knows the 411, who's actually working with different organizations and groups to help clean up the city and volunteer to help those in need. So if you want to help, let me know and I'll let somebody in Nashville know because I still got some Nashville connects. So please do that. Please do that. Thoughts and prayers with Nashville, all the families that are now displaced, all the businesses that will have to, you know, start from the ground up again. So let's just have a moment of silence because there were a few deaths because of the tornado and there are people still missing. So let's have a moment of silence and then we'll get back into the podcast. Okay. Hey, 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 hey. So fate, the poem. Last Saturday, or the Saturday before the last, I introduced a brand new poem to you guys titled Fate. I had just thought of that title on the spot, and the instrumental that I used is actually titled Fate, and it's her song Fate. I love that song. I love her 
Um, if you know who her is, she's a R&B artist and she is the bomb diggity. And I just love her instrumentals to all her songs. So I was like, that's the one. And I was like, I can't think of a title, but I was writing to that particular beat. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that title. So I just titled the poem Fate. Um, and let's get into the breakdown because I was told that I should do a breakdown so, you know, you guys will have extra clarification. You guys can get to know those like juicy details that are going to be in the poem. So we're going to go to the breakdown, the breakdown, the breakdown, the ba 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 breakdown. Woo! Okay, so I got the poem pulled up right in front of me um, on my laptop and let's get into it. And if you don't remember the poem, just go back to episode one and like re-listen to it so then you'll be caught up. But if not, let's get it poppy. Okay, fate the poem. I'm just going to say the first stanza. I'm not going to go line by line because I think that'll take even more time. And I know y'all got stuff to do. I respect your time. I respect your boundaries. So I'm not going to go line by line. We're going to go stanza by stanza for the breakdown. Breakdown. <laughs> okay, here we go. I know why you didn't say. <laughs> oh my gosh, like I totally messed up. Please forgive me. I should know my own work. And I'm like looking at it. So, how did I mess up? I don't know. Maybe I'm too excited. That's what it is. I'm too excited to be doing this episode. So, forgive me. Here we go. I know why you didn't say I love you back to me. It's not because of your past or the fact that you're not completely over your ex. It's not the fear of commitment or fear of the future. And I would get that. Like, who really knows what comes next? That is the first stanza. Let me break, break, break that down. So, I recently got out of a situationship slash friends with benefits slash fleeing gone too long slash I don't even know. And this poem is about the person that I was involved with at the time. And funny thing is I wrote this poem before me and this person actually went our separate ways or at least before the person chose who they really wanted to be with and showed their behinds. So I wrote this before thinking like, I'm just letting out my feelings. Yes, there was a couple arguments, you know, towards the end of our little journey, but we're going to come from this. We're going to rise up and do better. We're going to start a new leaf, but unfortunately, no. Unfortunately, no. So, yeah, um, I had told this person that I love them, and that is so, like, strange for me. And I know it's like, what do you mean you telling a person you love them is strange to me? Well, let me break that down. Telling a significant other or telling somebody that I, I'm really feeling that I love them is something that is quite unheard of because usually the other person tells me that they love me first or that they're in love with me first, and this particular time with this person... I told them that I loved them first and it was super scary like days after I had told him that like my my mind would just be going through like an expressway of thoughts like it it was crazy and also a roller coaster ride of emotions because I went from happy and proud to have said that I loved them 
secure in that to feeling vulnerable, insecure, feeling like maybe I said it too early. Maybe it's not love. Maybe it's lust, infatuation. Maybe it's just like the vibe that, you know, maybe it's something else. And then I went back to like, you know what, maybe maybe I'll just accept what this is. And then I went back to happy that I felt that way about somebody, you know, so it was up and down all around topsy turvy. And unfortunately he did not feel the same. He didn't say it back to me. And in this first stanza, I'm trying to find ways or come up with ways of why he may have not said it to me. So may, maybe it's because of your past or you're not completely over your ex, fear of commitment, fear of the future. And it's like I saying that I would get those reasons. Like I would understand that. But then in the second stanza, I take a stance. Let me get into the second stanza. But it's simply because you don't. You don't love me, that is. You'd argue that it wasn't that simple and everything isn't just black and white, but something is telling me that it is. And I know I'm out of line because we're supposed to be just friends. I think I got a lisp or something, you guys. Either that or I'm trying to talk too fast because I'm so excited. But yeah, that's the second stanza. Second stanza, I'm like, you know what? It's not those things I mentioned in the first one. It's because you don't love me. You know, it's just simple as that. You don't love me. And in retrospect, that's okay, people. If somebody does not love you, the world is not going to end. Like, maybe the world that you had with that person, the world that you and that person existed in, in your own little bubble, maybe it ended in that. But it, in reality, the world is not over because that person didn't, you know, say they loved you. And trust me, I'm still working through that, like, you know, because now that me and that person are no no longer, you know, involved, it still kind of sucks. But I keep telling myself that there's somebody out there for me. I just have to work on me. And when I do get finished working on me, that person will be there. And then it'll be like, wow, all the heartbreak and unrequited love was worth it. Um, But is it really worth it? That's to be determined. But yeah, I'm basically like, this guy simply just doesn't love me. And it's like, that's why he didn't say it back to me. And it's like, yeah, that whole what are we question was something that we danced around. We did not really talk about what we were until the end. Where it was like, well, this is what we aren't. This is totally what we aren't. But this is kind of what we are. So you shouldn't feel no type of way. But it's like... I can still feel a type of way even if we are supposed to be just this or just that because you can't control how somebody feels about you. Like, sure, you would hope that the person wouldn't feel too much for you if you're trying to just be in and out or you would hope that the person would feel anything for you if you're putting your all in. But, yeah. Do you guys get that? Like, did I just say nonsense I get what I said but that doesn't mean you guys will get it hopefully you guys get it if not you guys will tell me right you won't just like let me just be putting this stuff out there like that you won't leave me hanging right right Ah! okay um but yeah let's get into the third stanza um we were supposed to be just catching a vibe but I caught a vibe feelings and almost something else from you and trust me I won't tell your secret and when I said I loved you that one night and all I received was silence and a forehead kiss, 
my heart fell. That probably is one of my like best stanzas of this poem because when I wrote that, I, I think I shed a tear because I was like, oh my God, like whoever wrote this is probably going through a lot right now. Like I went through a lot, right? <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah, you know, nowadays, a lot of us young people are just trying to catch vibes, just trying to fill in the time, just have a good time. And I thought I was ready for that. I graduated from college and came back home and was like, you know what, I'm just going to meet new people, catch vibes, you know, do what I want, do what it do. And it's harder than it looks or harder than you think, man, because it's like, you're giving yourself to all these different people and whether or not you're being sexual or intimate with them is like a whole nother thing because I get attached to certain people easily. And I say certain people because there are some guys that I met in the past that I have not been attached to, but the ones that I do get attached to, it's just like, I give of myself a lot. And it's like, whoa, 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 Shay, like, hold up. We're supposed to be just friends. Like, hold up, you know? We just supposed to be catching a vibe and it's so hard for me to catch a vibe because on that vibe, I just get really into it. I commit to the vibe that I feel between me and another person, if that makes any sense at all. You know, I, I just like, I realize that maybe that's just not for me to be singling and mingling all around here and have all these different little Johnny, Kevin, Mike, Jacob, Derek, Blake, Brandon, Chad, like, I, I can't, and maybe I should try, maybe I should put more effort into, you know, getting out here, singling, mingling, but it's just, like, exhausting, to be honest with you guys, but let me get back to the stanza, let me get back to the break, yeah, um, but I caught a vibe, feelings, and almost something else from you. And trust me, I won't tell your secret. Now, since I wrote this poem and put episode one of the podcast out, I let the person that this is about hear it so then they can, you know, tell me what they think. And I told them that no matter what we went through, I wouldn't tell their secret. But I'm pretty sure if you heard the poem or if you just heard me reread it during this breakdown, you can kind of guess what I'm alluding to. But I am not going to put the person's secret um, personal business out there when it comes to that part, you know, because that, you know, you know, like, I'm just not going to do that. Like, I could, I really could because I'm mad enough to do it. But nah, I wouldn't want anybody to do that to me. So you guys can just infer, guess what I'm basically saying when I say, But I caught a vibe, feelings, and almost something else from you. You guys can pretty much, you know, guess. Um, And when I said I loved you that one night and all I received was silence and a forehead kiss, my heart fell. Like, I know a lot of girls love forehead kisses. And it's like, for someone, for you to tell somebody that you love them, and then they give you that forehead kiss, and then they don't say anything, like, what What are you supposed to do in that moment? Like, are you supposed to just, like, cuddle more up to them, or are you supposed to ask, like, do you love me? Like, what, I didn't even know what to do in that moment, so I think I just accepted the silence at the time, and just went on about the night, 
because it was like I was super embarrassed, but I was also super happy that I told this person that I loved them. But I was like, this is embarrassing because this person just kissed me on my forehead and then like just nothing else came from that. So I was like, oh, okay. It's it's only one side of here that unrequited love. Yeah, yeah, it's all me. <laughs> it's all me. This is all me. So let's get into this next stanza. Because I invested myself into this. It's only been six months, but damn it, I just couldn't resist. So I said it. I said I loved you. I think that part's pretty self-explanatory. Um, Yeah, me and that person have been talking for six, seven months. And it's like, I got attached to the person during that time. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't burn me at the state. My bad. I couldn't resist. So I said it. let's go into this next stanza i tried to be indifferent like you but my feelings kept photobombing the picture barging in the middle trying to find its place in between you and i i was uncomfortable with this shift but my feelings were comfortable they had found solace i wasn't with the shits um and this is where you see a lot of me going through the you know what, maybe I shouldn't have said it, you know, like, I just messed it all up, like, uh, like, nah, like, this poem is not like, yay, I'm happy I said I love somebody, this is like, damn it, I shouldn't have said it, but it's like, it's like the tug of war with the heart and the mind, that's what fate, the poem, really, I feel like, is about, because sometimes I feel like we may meet a person, get to know them, be comfortable with them. And then like our feelings start to creep up and our feelings start to tell us things and, you know, whisper things and put things in the atmosphere. And it's like, hold up feelings. You are not going to be the boss of me. I am the boss of me, not my feelings. So you take a backseat, but then your feelings be taking control of everything. So then you just be like going about things like, basically on how you feel like this is how I feel so I'm gonna do it this is how I feel so I'm gonna do that and it's like hold up feelings holds up I have no control and that's something that I'm actually working on you guys how to control my feelings how to put them in perspective not let them overpower me no matter the situation Mm-hmm. I'm learning but I wasn't with the shits Mm-mm. That's why I say in the poem, I wasn't with that shit. Okay, next part. My feelings were comfortable enough to impose their presence, and I soon became like Usher, Usher, Usher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm so sorry. I just wanted to do that. That song, yeah, by Usher, Lil John and Ludacris is like a classic. Like that song will forever live on. But yeah, and soon I became like Usher. I had a confession that I loved you. Um, I think it's pretty self-explanatory to you guys. I don't really have to break down that part. It's just me talking about how my feelings have a mind of their own sometimes. You guys don't need me to break that down. Let's get into this next part. But fuck my feelings for ignoring my pleas to wait. This unrequited love is causing me to hate. And when you showed me who you were, I should have escaped, but I couldn't. My feet seem to be pressed down like a foot on the brake. So, yeah, it's like my feelings took control. My feelings had a mind of their own. So, F my feelings. 
for ignoring my pleas to wait. Because this unrequited love is causing me to hate. So at the time when I did confess my love for this person, and like I said, I went on that roller coaster ride of emotions after that day, I started to hate myself and started to hate the fact that he didn't say anything back to me. Like it was kind of like that, you know, elephant in the room. Like we didn't talk about it. We didn't touch on it. And like I was inching for every opportunity to bring it up. But then sometimes I wouldn't because I wouldn't want an argument or a disagreement to start. So I would just try my best to hold it in and not ask why he didn't say it or why he doesn't love me or, you know, stuff like that. So I, I tried, I really tried, you know, but my feelings, like I said, have a mind of their own. My feelings don't fuck with me. So fuck my feelings. And when people show you who they are, you should believe them. That's a quote by Maya Angelou. I know I'm not saying the quote in its entirety, but you get the point. When somebody shows you who they are, believe them. Please, don't be like me and be like, you know what? That's not really them. Like, they just going through a lot. Like, they got a lot on their mind. Like, that's not them. That's not them. Who I know and who I love or who I like, that is not them at all. So don't be trying to say that it is, even though it is. So believe them because there it's like right in front of your face. Don't ignore it like me. Don't ignore the red flags. Let me say this again don't ignore the red flags, people. They are there for a reason, there are signs for a reason. Whew. I'm talking to myself. I'm preaching to the choir. I'm talking to myself. But let's go to the next stanza. Let's go to the next stanza. Hey, let's go to the next stanza. Oh, let's go to the next stanza. Fuck Father Time because I'm never on the same page with this old heart of mine. Ray Charles to the awkwardness that now lurks in the shadows of our friendship and reality is... In reality, in reality is just another call. I wish I could decline, but I pick up and say, hello, my insides are screaming. I try to stay mellow. Reality says, oh, hell no, drops bombs, tosses grenades, stumps and throws elbows until I feel everything, every blow. Whew. See, I'm like, fuck Father Time because I'm never on the same page with this old heart of mine. You know, it's like my mind's this way, heart's this way, feelings go this way, I go this way. And it's just like, there is no control. Like, it is like traffic chaos everywhere with me. Um, and reality is like, oh, hell no. You about to see the truth. You are about to see the truth for what it is. You didn't want to pay attention to the red flag. So, Boom, we dropping bombs, tossing grenades. We going to stump on you. We going to throw elbows and square up with you because obviously you didn't pay attention. Obviously, all those things in the beginning was not, you didn't see those. You wanted to see the good in the person. You wanted to be like, nah, not that person, but it is that person. That person, nah, that, that, that ain't the person. But you played yourself, Shay, and you played yourself, person, they know who I'm talking to. Ooh, y'all, I want to get into it so bad, but I don't want to really put this person's 
business out there like that, but it's like I'm part of it, so I feel like I have some right to it where I can tell this story on this podcast and get real into it, but I do not want to do these people like that. But why they do me like that? Oh, ooh, I see, I'm trying to be a Christian and the bigger person and positive and not bitter, but it is so hard to with these people, man, because they so grimy, super grimy. And then they wonder why, please, I do not want to preach, but if the Lord gives me a message to share with y'all people, I will, I will. Thank you, Jesus. So let's get into this next stanza. I know why you didn't say I love you back to me, but as I keep thinking about it, Something tells me that it might just be because of your ex. I know you're not completely over her. Not like the roof you once put over her. Fuck you for not choosing me over her. And guys, that is what actually happened. Like I told y'all in the beginning, I had wrote this poem before me and the person that this poem is about kind of ended things or just kind of walked away. So I basically like, foreshadowed like I knew I knew things were going downhill but I wanted to believe that they could get better that we would you know start on a new clean slate but something told me that you know those last arguments toward the end were were like you know were very strong because everything fell apart you know and the foundation that I thought we had just crumbled and it's like Dang, but that's essentially what happened. The person went back to their ex, and it's so funny when people do that. Because I know with some people, myself included, that you may have had, you know, a reason to mutually go apart from your ex, so y'all still kind of cool. Y'all not like cuckoo, but y'all cordial enough to have a conversation, you know, check up on each other. So you're still in communication, but there is a line that should not be crossed. And in this situation, the line was danced on, stumped on, but I didn't want to believe it. The person, like I said, the person showed me who they were, but I refused to, you know, see the person for what they really were, which is grimy, like real grimy. So, yeah, I know you're not completely over her, not like the roof you once put over her. And that, like, man, like, see, I do not want to be spreading people's business, but Lord, have you ever, like, been in a relationship? Because I haven't been in a relationship where, like, the person has lived with me because I live with my dad currently. And maybe that's a little bit too much information, but let's get into it. I live with my dad, and I'm going to be moving out in, like, two or three years. But have you guys been in a relationship where you have your own place, you get with the person, they move in with you, or maybe you move in with them, and it's like they don't contribute anything? Like, they, like, if anything... They offer you sex. They offer you, you know, sexual stuff, um, a cooked meal every now and then, and maybe just company sometimes. But it's just like they're not really adding anything financial or something really worth substance. And it's like you, I see, please, Lord, stop my mouth from talking because I do not want to, I do not want to rip these people to shreds, but I'm mad enough to do it. And if I don't seem mad, that's because I am trying to be calm and I'm trying to be the bigger person and I'm trying to just move on from the situation. You know, I'm just trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, but man, but in this particular situation, this person had taken care of 
their ex in the past and it was you know hard for them to you know take care of themselves and the other person especially when the other person didn't want to do more for themselves do more for themselves I'm sorry and do more for the relationship as a whole so I'm just like that's who you go back to like bro like I'm not saying that I have my whole life together but I'm on the road to getting my life together and you tried to help that person they didn't want to listen to you they didn't want to change their life they didn't want to change for the better so they showed you who they were and now you back with them and they, they there's been no progression there's been no growth there's been no nothing so you're going back to nothing and you choose nothing over something I'm the something by the way people and it's like that's what you do that's who you choose that's your queen and it's so crazy because you know what I'm mm, 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 see the devil the devil is gonna make me rip these people and I can't and y'all supposed to stop me y'all supposed to be like nah she, she about to train wreck she about to crash and burn nah she ain't like nah tap me on my shoulder y'all supposed to be helping me out here like, I'm doing this breakdown not just for me, but for y'all. So, y'all supposed to stop me before I go ham. Like, stop me. I thought we was cool. Ooh, ooh. Let me just finish this damn poem. Okay. And that bitch will try it every chance she gets. She offers you little to nothing. You give her everything. Oh, yeah. She gets and nigga, she got you, and she did, you know, like, and it's like, I feel like maybe it's a control thing, because if you let somebody live with you, and you don't expect them to contribute anything except sex on the regular when you want it, then it's just like, or in this situation, food stamps, so food stamps and sex, and maybe occasional conversation, that's, that, that's what you want, that's what you, you okay with getting, okay, and it's like, man, she offers you little to nothing. You give her everything. Oh, yeah, she gets and she got you. And it's like, not to say I'm perfect, not to say any of you guys are perfect, but it's clear to see who, you know, if you've ever been in a situation like this where there's been somebody that you're interested in or that you're involved with, and then there's this other person that pops up and you like, wait a minute, this person ain't doing nothing for themselves, nothing for their future, and you go to them like and that's why I'm still I'm sorry I'm still trying to get over that fact that it's like yeah people go through hard times people you know everybody's life's not the same everybody isn't dealt the same cards but there comes a time where you say yeah this is my situation this is all the obstacles that are in front of me but I'm not gonna let them stop me from bettering myself as a person and it's just like if the person's not willing to get better then why are you going back? Like, or why are you going in that direction? I don't get it. I I don't. And I'm sorry if I seem like a broken record. That's just me. But it's like, no, that will never be okay with me. I'm saying it again. That will never be okay with me. So if you're a guy that may or may not be interested in me, hear me now and hear me good. Come correct or do not come at all. Okay. Because we are not, we are not playing Shay in 2020 again. We, we not going to do it like that person, you know, I knew them in 2019 a little bit and then, you know, but we not going to do it again. I'm not going through this again in 2020. I be darned like you better not like I don't get played, but I do get played. <laughs> and it's like we say 
that. Like, oh, I don't get played. Nobody, you know, makes a fool out of me. And we all be looking like fools out here. Straight fools. Big-headed fools. Let me get to the end. You had the nerve to ask me why I even cared. Because remember, Shay, we're supposed to be just friends. And that right there should have been the last bullet that I took from you in the heart. But that's not even the worst part. And that is the end of the poem titled Fate. And the worst part, you guys, and I and when I wrote that on my laptop, it was like the worst part, dot, 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 dot. And like I said, I wrote this poem before me and the person had officially kind of fizzled out just you know ended so it's like the worst part is like me and that person not even being together or being the way we were or you know and it's like dang and now the person is back with their ex and they seem to be okay with that made it you know made me seem like I was stripping because I'm I can't get over the fact that if the person not contributing anything it's like i i helped this person out when i had the funds to do so and i wasn't even living with them you know i lived in another place and i was still trying to chip in and help out when i could and even though you know the person always didn't ask for my financial help or ask for my advice you know as a friend as somebody that i'm interested in i'm gonna give you advice if I have it at the time, I'm going to help you out if I can. You know, I'm going to do what I can because I like you. I love you. Like, you know, we in this together. Like, I see a future with you. So it's like, why wouldn't I? But then it's just like, you go to somebody who can't really do that for you. And maybe that person does do it for them, but just in a different way. And it's like, why was my way not good enough? Like, what why is Shay not worthy enough of you like when I know the question should be like is that person worthy enough of me now is like no because you you showed me what you would be willing to choose you know and like I kept telling him I was like it's not a competition because there is no competition because if there was, I would win, hands down. We don't have to get into it, but we will. I will, because I'm just like that. You know, I'm a little messy. I'm a little petty. I'm going to get into it. You know, I, w- I would win that, you know. Obviously, I didn't win because I don't have him. You know, I guess if he was the prize, but I win the competition of who's on the up and up, who's getting their life together, and who has promise, who has potential, because baby... Like, if the person does not have any ambition, any goals, any determination to, you know, rise from the situation that they may be in, then they're not the one. Like, you don't have to want to be a lawyer, doctor, or basketball player, or want to be, like, the president. But you got to have some type of goals. You have to have something that you want to work towards. And keyword work. The person's got to be working and be able to stand on their own. Because if you leave or if something happens and then what happens to them? They're going to freak out, which is kind of what, oof, I'm not, mm, 
See, y'all supposed to be y'all supposed to be taking away my phone. Y'all supposed to be shutting me up, putting your hand over my mouth. Actually, no, because that coronavirus is going around, so don't put your hand over my mouth. But hey, y'all supposed to be stopping me. Like I'm not supposed to be getting into all of this. Come on, what kind of friend are you? You you gonna make me get into it? And we don't got time for that. For real. Stop. You supposed to be saying Shay no. Okay, I see. You you gonna make me get all into it and embarrass these people like they embarrass me. <laughs> but yeah, that is Faith the Poem. And that was the buh, 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 buh breakdown. I think I'm gonna really start doing that more often because I love getting into the stories of why I write the poems that I write. Because y'all need to know that I be going through it. Like, I know y'all be going through it, but it may not seem like I go through things or I experience anything, but trust me, I do. I get played just like the rest of y'all. I get made a fool of just like the rest of y'all. I I ignore the red flags like the rest of y'all. I, you know, see the good in people when they don't even see themselves. Like, I, you know, we, all of us are in this together, you know. Man, but like, why do we even have to go through that? Why do we even have to go through unrequited love or heartbreak or, you know, one-sidedness? Like, why do we even have to deal with that? Like, why can't we just meet a person, connect with a person, get comfortable with them, and just let that be it? No no issues, no griminess, no, you know, foolishness, no dirty, no, there's just no issues. But nah, like, but, you know, they be saying it's life. You're going to experience a lot, but that don't make it right. That does not make it right at all. Let me drink some tea right now. Mm, mm, mm. That was not tea, everybody. That was Kool-Aid that I made the other day. But I like saying tea because I'm low-key spilling tea. Um, So that was Fate, the poem. And I know I just said that, but... I just want to give you guys a chance to like breathe after all of that. Cause I know that was a lot. I know I can be too much at, at times if it wasn't already obvious. Cause I've been told I come off too strong, but then when I don't come off anything at all, then it's like, does she even like me? Like, is she playing me? Is she this? Is she that? But it's like, I'm a this way, that way. And I am so, I'm in this, um place in my life where I am trying to be in the middle I'm trying to have a balance I'm not trying to be so extreme or you know nothing at all but that's really the type of person I am I'm a cancer so it's either you know all in all out I you know I'm still learning how to be you know in the middle you know being at a level place but it's it's a struggle it's honestly a struggle so we are going to take a little break because I do have to go pee. Yes, I said it. I have to go pee. Like, y'all going to appreciate the break. It ain't going to even seem like a break because I'm going to be back real quick. But when I come back, I want to talk about why my Instagram name and why this podcast is titled Poetry is the Death of Me. Because that's what I did talk about in the first episode to, that I did on Saturday but deleted I got into that story, so we're going to take a little break, I'm going to come back, and I'm going to tell y'all why poetry is a death of me, and the story behind it, and then you're going to hear the poetry is a death of me poem, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, see, you get a ba 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 breakdown, and you get story time, like, what other podcast does that? All of them. <laughs> I 
crack myself up. Like, if you didn't laugh, then you're supposed to laugh at me. If I if I'm not funny to you, then you're supposed to laugh at me. And I would I wouldn't care. Either laugh with me or at me. There's no other option. So if you're like, this girl's corny, she's not funny, she's lame, she's weird, then laugh at me. Cause at least you're listening to this enough to be able to be like, you know what? Here's some stuff to laugh about. Like don't just like not listen and tune me out. You know, and then like don't laugh. Like I want you guys to enjoy this as much as I am. But let me go to the bathroom because I really got to pee. <laughs> I got to go. Okay. Better go pee. Pee break. Just used the bathroom, had to re-up on some Kool-Aid. So let's get into why poetry is a death of me. Like, what does that name mean? Like, what? Like, over the years, y'all, people have asked me, where did that name come from? Like, what does it mean exactly? Why is poetry the death of me? Just like, why, why, why? All the who's and the what's and the when, where, and how's. And I'm like, you know what? Let me answer all those questions on this particular episode so then people can come to this place to figure out why you know and if we ever meet in person and you ask me I'll tell you the story in person but I figured that this would be easier you know because maybe you wouldn't want to come up to me and ask me why so you would rather just listen to me through this podcast but I don't mind it all um so here it goes about three years ago I had wrote a poem titled Family Feud. And at the time, I was kind of going through some personal issues. There were a lot of family issues going on at the time. So poetry was my way to express myself, way to kind of escape the madness going on around me. And it was just, you know, chaotic. And it it was hard for me to like vocalize how I felt to my family or to my friends. So like I said, poetry was that way I could do that. So I shared it to the world. You know, I shared the poem titled Family Feud to the World. I posted it on Facebook. And, you know, friends, family, solid. But I also put it in a family group chat, which was probably one of the biggest mistakes I've made. Um, sharing a poem called Family Feud in a family group chat. It's just bound to go wrong. So I did receive praise and, you know, good comments about the poem, but I also received backlash. And the backlash basically took over everything. Like, that's what I paid most attention to. And there were certain family members that felt some type of way about how they were portrayed and they didn't like how I said certain things and at the time I was like you know what if I can't write what I want put it out there share my art share my heart with you guys then you know what I'm not gonna do it at all because it's like the reason 
why we're in this family feud is because we're not addressing these particular issues. This is why we're going through this. Like, I'm not trying to expose everybody and, you know, you know, air the family's dirty laundry. But what I am trying to do is, like, share my art with you guys. You guys read it and be like, you know what? We're family. We shouldn't be doing this. We shouldn't be all against each other like this. We shouldn't be, like, trying to bite each other's head off. But, you know, it, I guess that's just part of family. But I was like, you know what? If I can't do it and people like it, that I don't want to do it at all, which honestly, it's probably one of my biggest regrets, giving up poetry. I blamed everything that came after putting that poem out on poetry. I, I didn't take any ownership. I was like, it's not my fault. Like, nope, nope, nope. Like, it couldn't be me. Like, how could it be me? Like, it's poetry's fault. Like, you know, it, it couldn't be me. But it, it probably, probably was me. But yeah, I was just like, you know what? I don't want to do it at all. And there were some family members be like, no, 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 wait, wait, Shay. You don't have to give up poetry. We just wanted to tell you how we felt about it. Like you could still write. But then there were the ones where it was like, nah, you don't need to be writing stuff like this and sharing it with people because this is our family business. They don't need to know about all of this. Like they don't need to know our business. And I'm just like, Probably all the families on Facebook are probably going to do the same thing, but everybody wants to act like they ain't going through nothing, like they family is perfect and problem-free, and that's part of the issue. That's why we in this feud, because people, you know, but, you know, I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to preach about family, because I don't think I'm the messenger for that particular message. But y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all been through this before, so you get me. We get each other. So, you know what? I don't even have to break it down like that because y'all get it. You know? You cool like that. So, I gave up poetry. I was like, I don't want to do it. I didn't perform anymore. And I think it was in May of 2017, I think. And that's when I declared to the world I didn't want to be a poet. You know, I couldn't. I felt like my biggest support system was my family and the fact that my family wouldn't put their egos or their their feelings aside to just you know praise this poem and recognize that we need to get it together as a family it was just like you know what whatever and since then like I said my attitude of that has changed there are certain poems that I will not share that have information about family and I don't really write about my family much anymore anyway so I don't have to worry about that but there are poems that I'm like you know what this would be too much for them so they they can't get that side of me now if they want to step into that side then they have to know that this is all that comes with it so you know that the way you see Shay you know little old Shay that's grown up into this 22 year old girl is not the same Shay that I was so the the content that I'm writing is far more than unicorns and rainbows. I'm talking about real life stuff like heartbreak and, you know, self-esteem and death and life and finding myself. So if you're not ready for that, then my poetry may not be for you. And that's okay. You can get the other parts of shade, just not that part. You know, you get me? That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So when I declared that I didn't want to be a poet anymore, I just didn't put any effort into writing. You know, and there were times where I would get inspired. I would write down, 
you know, a few sentences, but then I would just never come back to it, you know, or if I heard a, a beat on the radio or if I heard, you know, music somewhere and I was like, you know what, I could do something with that. Like I would save that music to a playlist, but then never come back to it either. So it was like, I was trying to come back, but then I felt like since I gave it up, Poetry was like, nuh-uh, nuh-uh, not on my watch. You gave it up. You blamed all the stuff on me, so I'm not going to help you out. And also, you guys, at the same time of the family stuff, I was going through a long period of writer's block. Now, for a lot of you writers or people that are creative, you, you know how bad that block is where you can't do anything and if you do do something you feel like it's crappy you feel like it's worthless you feel like it's just a fail so you just toss it up and throw it away and you know you just talk down on it that's kind of what was going on like if I did write a poem I was like no crumble up the paper it, this is a complete mess so it was that the family stuff the personal stuff all mixed together and it was like poetry is just too much for me right now like me and poetry aren't seeing eye to eye and sometimes me and her still don't see eye to eye but I've since learned how to get on the same page with poetry because she be she be iffy like she really be iffy sometimes and I say she as poetry like I you know I talk about poetry as if she were a person because in many ways she was a really dear friend of mine growing up you know poetry was what I did when I felt lonely or what I did when I was bored or what I did when I was inspired or happy so poetry has been a best friend she she been holding it down for like 10 plus years for me so you know, we go up and down, we go alls arounds, and we always find our way back to each other. So, yes, poetry is the death of me, but I still write poetry to this day. I'm trying to get more into my performing bag this year because I'm like, these people need to know who I am. Like, I write to people. I'm not just this weird homebody. Like, I can really get on the mics and spit. Um, And a lot of you may not know that. So I need to be out here performing at open mics and shows so then y'all will know that because y'all need to know. Y'all y'all just need to. Y'all need to know who the F I am. And I say that humbly. Very humble. Because I'm already a two-time published poet. Woo woo! But it's more coming soon. You know, I don't want to just be a published poet. I want to be a published author. So it's more coming stay tuned stay tuned but yeah that is why poetry is a destiny you know the writer's walk was so serious man it, it it would make me cry sometimes that I couldn't write anymore people would ask hey Shay can you write this poem for this event for me and I would have to say no I'm just really blocked right now and that hurt me because I, I thought me and poetry was cool but at the times that the people would come to me, like, me and her were on the out. So it was just, like, very sucky. Very, very sucky. So when I decided to change my Instagram name back in the day, I was like, there's no other name or phrase I could use. This, this is what I have to use for it. Like, this will be my stage name. You know, and once I wrote the Poetry is a Death of Me poem, which I forgot the year that I wrote that, I had read it at a few open mics when I was still in college in Nashville at Fisk. And one of the hosts 
of an open mic had said, coming to the stage, Miss Poetry is the death of me. And then the crowd was like snapping and clapping and stomping. And I was like, wait a minute. This can be my stage name now. So I was like, okay, it's a poem, but it's also my stage name. And I just was telling people to call me that. Like, they like, what's your stage name? And I'd be like, you know what? Instead of Shay, poetry is a death to me. And, you know, that when people would say that, like, the host or the MC would say my name, like, people would be like, ooh. like Or at least I would feel like they'd be, ooh, interesting. Like, poetry is a death of her. Like, ooh, what is she bringing to the table? What is she bringing to the stage? You know, so I felt like the people were just, like, curious and intrigued and they wanted to know more. So I just stuck with it. Poetry is the death of me. You know, and then I was like, let's get logos. Let's do a project as in, like, a book. And that book has not been published yet. I am so sorry about that. I'm sorry to myself and I'm sorry to the, all the poems I wrote since I've been in college. Because that book of poetry was supposed to have been, been published last summer but you know money and just life be happening and it don't always happen the way you plan out but I will be publishing a work of poetry very soon it may not be like next month or nothing but stay tuned for that and there's so many other passion projects that I'm going to be investing my time money and energy in this year that is going to be crazy y'all gonna know who I am by the end of this if y'all didn't you know take me seriously with this podcast and be like she not going nowhere with this podcast and y'all gonna take me seriously when y'all see my book or when y'all see these t-shirts and when y'all hear those eps is that what you call them like little projects that people be putting out because i'm doing it all in 2020 so stay tuned everybody stay tuned so that is why poetry is the death of me and I think I should get into the poem because this podcast is hella long. You know, I, I give it to all the people who's listened to the to the podcast this long because, you know what? I listen to long podcasts. Like, the podcasts that I listen to religiously, like, they go on for, like, three hours sometimes. So, you know, I'm not going to be three hours with it, but this is definitely something that if you are on the way to work or you're at work working where your job allows you to play music and stuff, or if you're just at home chilling, or you with friends, like, this is, like, perfect. Because then, like, you guys can judge me. Because at least you're listening. That's the thing. You can judge me. But, like, as long as you're listening to this episode and you're judging me, then I'm cool with that. Because, like, it counts as a play. Like, you're helping me out with the numbers. Like, just... (laughs) Like, wow, I think I'm exposing the secrets to the game. Like, is that common knowledge or should I, like, shut up or something? Because I feel like I didn't, like, expose the Illuminati or something. But, um, yes, tell a friend. Share it with a friend. Be like, hey, let's listen to this goofy-ass girl or this goofy girl do this random-ass podcast. I am trying not to cuss because that is not really me. But I, I will let some words slip every now and then. And, of course, in the poetry, there's a few F-bombs. And there's always, you know, the word ish or itch or damn, you know. But I try not to cuss because it's not that ladylike. Or at least I've been told it's not ladylike. Let me drink some Kool-Aid. <laughs> but, whew. Let's get into this poem. 
Poetry is a death of me. She dances in my ashes, celebrating my absence, basking in the essence I once possessed. She struts in victory, for her poet is dead. I betrayed her. This is what I get. I put their words before her words. I abandoned my own passion. I let them rewrite her, edit and define her until she was no longer familiar. The fault is mine. Poetry to prose, my passion became the death of me. Instagram name. Poetry is the death of me. NC turns close. That is my theme poem. You know, short and sweet. You know, I just told you the story of why poetry is the death of me. Gave you the theme poem poetry is the death of me. So I think you 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 got you got me you you got me now. So you you don't have to wonder what in the hell the the name means. Why is her podcast called Poetry is the Death of Me? Like what in the hell? Like what is this girl going through? Like now you know. So now you can tell other people and if they ask what in the hell does that mean? You can be like, hold up. You're not going to come for her like that. You're going to listen to this episode and you're going to understand her story. You know, because we cool like that. We Real cool like that. And I mean, I don't know why you guys keep avoiding it. We are going to be friends by the end of this. Like we we gonna be hanging out, painting each other's nails. The people still do that, or going to get our nails done together. We're gonna be going thrift shopping because that's my bag too. And I think my bag because I'm all about thrifting everybody. Like we 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 gonna be doing stuff like that. We gonna be going to the movies, bowling. We gonna be having meets and greets and meetups and we 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 gonna be doing all that. I don't know why you keep avoiding that. We are going to be friends. We are going to be friends after all of this. And it's so funny that when you see me in person, you be be person. You like she kind of quiet. She a little weird, but she cool. But she. Cool. Why are you going to be like, where was all that energy that you have on the podcast? And then I'm going to be like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> because I am so weird like that, though. If I don't know you, it's going to take a little bit for me to warm up to you. And anybody that does know me to a certain extent is like, hold up. That ain't Shay yet. You, you got to break that ice a little bit. You got to break down them walls because she is off the chain. She like real cool once you get to know her. You got to give her a little time. You, you got to let her get comfortable with you. And that's just how I go about things. So if we do ever meet in person, listeners... Don't be like counting me out. Don't be like saying I'm fake or unapproachable if I'm quiet. That just means like we ain't got to our level yet. And I say our level because we ain't got to, you know, we ain't got there yet. So so don't judge me like I won't judge you. Now, unless you squeeze your big behind in some like two, 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 two small leggings or skinny jeans, I might judge you because I'm like, Lord, I think that person's about to die right now, but... Other than that, I won't judge you. Actually, I'm not going to judge you at all. But if you do... Mm, no, no, never mind. <laughs> Kool-Aid! <laughs> Kool-Aid! <laughs> okay. 
this podcast episode has gone entirely too long. Actually, not that long. Y'all, y'all, y'all the greatest. Y'all the goats. I want to thank y'all for listening. I really do. And I'm going to continue doing a poem. Breakdown. 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 Because I like doing it. And I think you guys will, you know, as I introduce more poems and share more work with you, you'll like the breakdowns. Because sometimes I do find that just because I understand something does not mean you guys may understand something. We may not be on the same you know, thinking level, so I, I I don't mind, and I also like sharing stuff about myself, so this is what that podcast is about, sharing my poetry, and letting you guys get to know me more, because I feel like it needs to be done, you know, I feel like I'm a nice, cool, awesome person, and you guys just, you know, you guys need to know that, you know, I'm tired of holding back my awesomeness, you guys have to experience this awesomeness, Okay, um, I clearly have too much energy on a Monday, and you would think that I would have ran out of energy by the end of all this, but no, but no, but no, 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 okay, so I think next podcast episode, I'll introduce the poem that I wrote called Poetry Withdrawals, yes, Poetry with draws and I'll do a breakdown with that and hopefully I can have a guest you know here in a few months even though this podcast journey just started I I really want to have a guest so then maybe that'll bring out more people and like if you guys know anybody that would like to be like a guest on a podcast like an up-and-coming podcast because I do think with another person it'll be good dialogue and it won't just be me being crazy like nah I'll still be crazy it'll just be another person there physically to kind of like calm me down so if you guys know anybody that would be interested in being a guest or if you yourself would want to be the guest and we can just talk about the poems we can like you know share poems if you write or if you've ever written a poem, like, we can talk about it all. We can talk about politics, probably not sports, because I don't watch sports, but we can talk about whatever, like, unrequited love, heartbreak, these niggas, or these itches, these hoes. We can talk about it all. Um, You gotta let me know, though. And if you do want to, you know, help in the efforts of cleaning Nashville and helping those in need, like I said, let me know so then I can get in contact with my Nashville contacts so then you can help. Um, Because there are families that are displaced, businesses, destroyed. So if you want to help out, let me know. Or I'm pretty sure you can just Google ways to help out the city of Nashville and it'll point you in the right direction. But if you want like a Shea hookup, a Shea connect, then just let me know. Let me know, no, 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 no. Let me know, no, 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 no. Okay, I'm so dumb. I'm super dumb. But you love it. You love me, don't you? You love me. You love me. You love me long time. (laughs) Oh my we are gonna have so much fun together. It's 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 so unreal. But 
that is episode two of the Poetry is the Death of Me podcast, you guys. Stay tuned for more. Be on the lookout. Try to be positive. Be you. Because who else could do you the way you do it? Nobody. So you gotta be you, honey. And do not ignore the red flags. Do not ignore the red flags. Yes, I'm talking to you. You try to hurry up and turn off the podcast, but there's somebody in your life or some bodies in your life that you know you need to cut off because they draining all your energy. They taking you for granted. They playing you. They doing you dirty and you know. You don't want to believe it, but you deep down you know. So you need to stop ignoring those red flags. You need to stop ignoring the signs. You've been praying to God for a sign. God's been showing you signs all the time. Hey, hey, I, I, ooh, I have something going. I think I'm going to be a rapper. A rapper. A rapper. <laughs> but please don't ignore the red flags. Don't be like Shay and try to see the good in people, even though the people are basically feeding you poop. Don't Don't take the poop. Because you are the poop. You are the ish. You are the sauce. You are the drip. You are the everything in this effing universe. And you shouldn't let anybody treat you less than such. Because we too cool to be getting played out here. I don't know why we've been letting these people off easy. But we are too cool to be getting played. So I'm going to need you not to get played this week, this month, or this life like we gonna have to get it together but we'll get it together together you get it (laughs) okay thank you for listening everybody stay tuned for another episode most likely on saturday or if i choose to do it on another day but follow me on instagram